This is a 980 CKNW podcast. You are live with The App Show. Mike Agarbo here with my great hosts, Christina Stoyanova and Graham Williams. We have an awesome show for you today. If you're into apps, this is the place to be. Later on in the program, the Hot 5 Disaster Preparedness Apps. We'll also be uh, talking about what's streaming this week on Netflix, Crave, and Amazon. Crazy and travel app of the week, of course, as always. And uh, we have lots of tips for our iPhone and Android uh, friends out there. We'll also be uh, giving a a little rundown on the new iOS 11. If you have an iPhone or an iPad, this is a new update you really want to hear about. Some really great stuff, and we'll give you the lowdown on some of the the best features uh, of it. In the news, though, uh, lots of uh, appy news. Uh, Graham, Facebook friends news. Yeah, this is actually kind of fantastic. If you've ever had that person on your Facebook list that has just been posting relentlessly about something that you absolutely can't stand, you've probably done what I do, which is you click on the little arrow in the top right-hand corner and you click unfollow and then you never hear from them again. The problem there is, though, if your friend has gone temporarily crazy, this usually happens around Stanley Cup season or things like that, uh, if you've unfollowed them, you don't get them back. And then years go by, friendships wane, and you never see each other again. It's sad, so snooze is kind of cool. Because you can actually choose to unfollow someone with snooze for an hour, a day, a week, or a month. So depending on how long you think their crazy is going to last, you can kind of go, shh, for a little bit of time <laughs> and then let them come back and hopefully it's passed. You know, I love this because, uh, you know, some of the friends uh, that I'm following, you know, their craziness is seasonal. Like Christina, for example, uh, she goes on vacation and does a lot of scuba diving. And, you know, when that time comes up, it's all scuba, scuba, scuba. Mm-hmm. Now I can snooze her for like... A couple weeks. I don't understand. Those pictures are great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he wouldn't know. He's been unfollowing <laughs> you for years. <laughs> it's snooze time, my friend. Uh, another app in the news, uh, TBH. And this isn't uh, available for everyone uh, yet. Just down in some of the states in the U.S., TBH stands for to be honest. And this is uh, aimed at, uh, I guess, kids and and tweens. And I find this interesting because there's a lot of uh, messaging type apps out there. A lot of them are aiming for the younger crowd. Snapchat is obviously a very popular one. But this this one seems to be a little bit more of a a positive app when it comes to uh, communicating with uh, the kids. Christina? Yeah, I like the uh, the positive angle actually here. It This is all based on polls, this app. Um, so users are taking a series of polls, but the content tends to skew positive. And actually when the polls are being created, they have to be approved by the app, which is really cool. So like who has the best smile out of all your friends exactly. or who's got uh, the, the funnest shoes. So these are all uh, made by the uh, the app creators. And I guess users apparently can actually create their own polls, but they have to be approved uh, by the app folks before they actually get listed. Yeah. So like who takes the best scuba diving pictures? Obviously, I would win that. Who? <laughs> <laughs> Who's the best at snoozing their friends that <laughs> too many scuba diving uh, pictures? Uh, this is interesting. Apple bans scammy antivirus apps. And uh, I like this. Uh, the one thing I do like about the Apple App Store compared to Google Play is that it's much more curated. You don't see as many crappy or, or dangerous apps, for that matter, uh, in the Apple App Store. But uh, there have been a bunch of these antivirus apps that don't really do anything. Yeah, they're, they're kind of ridiculous. I mean, the operating system is inherently quite a bit more secure for a number of reasons, not the least of which being the fact that the App Store is this walled garden, it's this curated space. The, the challenge right now is that, of course, you do have apps that get through the automated process like this one, 
And so there's nothing wrong with the app, but it really doesn't do what it says it's going to do. So Apple has to go through and manually basically pick these off and like a sniper, take them out from the tower. That app is done. Like it. Also uh, in app news this week, Tinder becomes the top grossing app. So Tinder, uh, for those uh, who may not know, is a, a very popular dating app. And uh, they have found ways uh, through, I guess, in-app uh, purchases or subscriptions to make a lot of money out of their users. Uh, Graham, uh, I know you have seen this in action. Just a huge Tinder user over here. Are like, you? <laughs> no, not at all. But uh, I mean, we have kind of looked at the app in the past and there have been some efforts to make money with Tinder before. There was the super like where you swipe up on someone, also known as the desperation button. <laughs> uh, and so so with Tinder Gold, uh, this, is, uh, this is now a 14 99 service uh, a month a month uh, you you get a, a cool a couple of cool new features uh, but they've actually jumped to the top of the of the rankings almost instantly you know what this this feature disturbs me really yes why I'm so disturbed <laughs> how, okay well how does this all work for someone who is not a tinder person so the way this apparently works is that now you can tell if you pay that extra four ninety nine for Tinder Gold, you can tell who has swiped right or said they like you. Because uh, that's without, been anonymous in the past. It's been anonymous. So you swipe right for you like them, left for you, you'll pass. Um, but no one knows. And the only way you know that a person swiped right is if you swipe right on them as well, and then there's a match. It's cheating. This is cheating. This is Tinder infidelity. <laughs> it's terrible. This is, isn't this app terrible to begin with? Well, like yes. The whole the, pr- premise. Yes, the whole premise is terrible, but this particular feature just is, disturbs me. Is the premise really that terrible? You know, people are looking for love, and they see a picture, and they judge that book by its cover and swipe <laughs> right on it. I yeah, mean, enough really. said there. <laughs> Would you would you pay for that, either of you? You know what I'd pay five dollars for to see who's like creeping my profile on Facebook. Yeah, I'd do that. I'd pay five bucks for that. You kind of do get to see that though, right? Like those. Well, the the, the deep like is always the good one, right? Where somebody <laughs> somebody likes a three year old Instagram picture or a, a yeah. five year old Facebook photo, and you're like, uh huh. And it happens at two o'clock in the morning. You're like, oh, oh, really? But okay. you can make some guesses about who's creeping you if uh, they're not friends with you based yeah. on this suggested friends function. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Oh, does, does that mean that they're work? creeping on you? Yeah. If suggested friends are coming up on your feed that uh, that you're not friends with, obviously, um, sometimes it can mean that they've looked you up. Uh-oh. <laughs> now, do, do, do either of you ever decline a friend request? I've got a friend of mine who actually will say, I won't make you Facebook friends unless we've actually met in person. Well, you know, that's fair enough. That's a good policy. I I get a lot. I get a lot, uh, you know, because I I do the radio show and I do global TV. Uh, So I get a lot from people I I don't really know. Um, But I I add them if they look like they seem like nice people. (laughs) Oh, I I definitely decline those. So I'm kind of in the middle between here. Okay, so we've got an even spread. (laughs) Fair enough. Okay. Okay, Graham, I think it's time for some uh, iPhone learning. iPhone tip of the week. Unleash the power of your iOS device. So this week's iPhone tip of the week is putting your old 32-bit apps out to pasture just before you upgrade to iOS 11. So if you haven't upgraded to iOS 11, uh, this is a great tip for you. This the, the time has come to say goodbye to Flappy Bird and other apps that have not been upgraded to 64-bit because these are apps that are generally going to be out of date. They use 
uh, older APIs, so older ways of connecting with your phone, and they're just not that good for your phone anymore. So in iOS 11, which is now a full 64-bit operating system, they will no longer work. So how do you find out the apps that are affected? Well, the first thing you're going to do is open up your iPhone and head to the settings menu and click on general. You're going to scroll down and tap on about and look for applications. If you tap on that, you'll be taken to a list of apps that won't work on iOS 11. Uh, So essentially those apps right there, you can leave them on your phone, but they won't work. So you're going to want to remove them or find compatible updates so that you have 64-bit versions that work. In the case of things like Flappy Bird, well, unfortunately, you're going to have to go with a clone because that one has been put to rest. So that is this week's iPhone tip of the week, getting rid of your 32-bit apps for iOS 11. Thanks, Graham. When we come back from the break, so much more to talk about in the world of apps. Uh, Of course, our Hot 5 This week, it's uh, Hot 5 Disaster Preparedness apps, which uh, I think uh, very uh, relevant right now with all the things going on in the world. And uh, we are going to be talking about iOS 11. This is the latest update for iPhone and iPad users. Uh, If uh, your phone or iPad is compatible, we'll tell you which ones. Uh, I really recommend checking it out. It is amazing. And we'll uh, give you all the uh, hot features for that. So stay tuned. You are back with The App Show. Mike here with... uh, Graham and Christina, we still have a lot more to talk about in the world of apps, including the Hot 5 apps of the week and what's streaming on Netflix and Crave TV. So stay tuned for that as well. Some cool shows uh, and movies coming out uh, over the next uh, few weeks. We are a little Apple heavy uh, this uh, show because of the release of iOS 11. Don't fear Android uh, users. Uh, We will have uh, an Android tip coming up uh, very shortly. But right now I wanted to talk about iOS 11. It just became available uh, on Tuesday. I've uh, upgraded uh, my iPad and my iPhone. And I just wanted with you guys just to go through some of the the cool features of uh, this update. And and Graham, I know you're a big uh, Apple fan. Uh, Do you think this is a must-have update? I I really do. And that's actually, if you own an iPad, it's an absolute must-have. Everything from the iPad Mini 2 to uh, some of the newer, larger iPads and the iPad Pros get this absolutely insane group of features. So iOS 11 on your iPhone, really, really cool. But iOS 11 on iPad, they've built this multitasking in now with the dock at the bottom where you can swipe up from the bottom and basically drag and drop across applications. This is actually becoming like a fully-fledged operating system, almost like a desktop operating system. It, it really has changed things. Uh, I've uh, put it on my iPad Pro and also, uh, you know, a couple iPads we have at home, and I am loving it. It just breathes new life into the iPad. Like you said, it makes it almost like a laptop now, uh, not only multitasking, but uh, it has a file manager. You can actually see where your documents are. Yeah, the Files app. Now, that's not just on the iPad. It is on iPhone as well. And you can connect multiple file sources. So I've got my iCloud Drive in there, but I've also got my Google Drive and uh, Dropbox. Dropbox on there. So it's it's sort of this one central location where I was going to three or four apps before to, to sort all this stuff. It's fantastic. And uh, the, the multitasking uh, feature, uh, you know, the, the split view, it, it is pretty cool. So now I can have, like on my iPad, uh, my web browser up and my email at the same time. And like you said, dragging and dropping uh, photos, for example, is fantastic. It's, again, like using a laptop. And it's way faster than it used to be. I, I have an iPad Mini 2 at home, which is getting a little long in the tooth hardware-wise. And slide over kind of worked before in iOS 10. This is where you can uh, bring an application in on the right-hand side and have it sort of slide in, slide out. It's great to have like messages or Facebook Messenger going while you're working on a document or watching a movie. 
So very cool little feature, but it was always kind of a little sluggish. It's so fast now. When I first loaded the iOS 11 beta on my iPad, I was a little worried because, again, it was older and it was just chunky and slow and wasn't doing much. Updating to the uh, the Gold Master yesterday, fantastic. Just beautiful speed. So happy with it. There's also a, uh, a built-in screen recorder now. Yeah. So essentially, you can go into your control center. So if you go into uh, settings and find control center, you can add in a bunch of these widgets. So in mine, I've got the screen recorder. I've got notes. I've got my Apple wallet. I've got low power mode. I've got uh, my Apple home. And the screen recorder, you basically just tap the record button and it begins recording right away to your camera roll. So you can, let's say you're really great at a game. You can go in and you know, get a, a recording of your progress or get, get a recording of something that you've done really, really cool and upload that to Facebook or YouTube to show off to friends and family. This is a great tech support thing for me as well because a lot of times I have friends and family phoning me, oh, I can't figure this out on my iPhone. Now I can go into my iPhone, do a screen recording of that and send that video over. Absolutely fantastic. Super easy to do. Any uh, features that uh, you're loving, Christina? Uh, you know what? I haven't had a chance to play around with it too much, but I think the file manager is definitely um, my favorite. But I have to say on a note of, uh, you know, the command center there, the layout's very different. Yeah, the uh, the control panel. Uh, yes, sorry. The one, the one that you uh, bring up from uh, the bottom of the screen. I yeah. like it. I think it's like much more intuitive. It's big. I can actually see the buttons finally. Uh, I had a hard time figuring out how to brighten my screen yesterday right after I downloaded the, <laughs> the update. Really? It's not that hard. <laughs> you just do the little slider toggle thing. It, it's vastly different than what it was before. Okay. So one thing I'm, I'm loving, I, I have an iPhone 7. Uh, it's a 4.7 inch screen. So not like the giant ones out there, but it's still big enough. And I, I like to one thumb type my messages. And I got to be honest, I have thumb strain now because I'm always reaching over to the left-hand side with my thumb. You can actually scrunch the keyboard when you're typing out a message or an email. And so simply by looking down on your keyboard, whatever you're typing in, the email or the the iMessage, uh, you know the little emoji icon? You click that and nothing happens. Let me try that again. You press and hold. Oh, press and hold. (laughs) Right. I thought it disappeared. (laughs) Uh, Yes, you press and hold the little smiley face, the little emoji uh, icon, and a little keyboard thing comes up where you can actually scrunch the keyboard to the left or right of the screen. So now I can comfortably type with my thumb without straining it anymore. It's an absolutely cool feature. And if you ever want to turn it off, there's that little arrow to the either left or right of it. You tap that and it goes back to a full-size keyboard. Really cool, really cool feature. Uh, Another safety feature, uh, especially for the phone users, do not disturb while driving. So this actually measures how fast you're driving and can turn on Do Not Disturb in real time. That's that's a pretty cool feature. It's it's always reminding me to turn it on. I haven't turned it on yet, but I think I probably should because um, I don't want to be a distracted uh, driver. One that I really like actually is the emergency 911 feature. So this is kind of cool. Emergency SOS, it's turned on automatically, but if you tap the power button five times rapidly, it'll call 911 for you. I didn't know that. That's a very slick little feature. It's a lot of taps. Right? But, you know, you're, you're, you're getting mugged. It's phones in your pocket. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah. happened pretty quick. For sure. Yeah. Uh, so one thing um, that didn't make it into this version, apparently it's going to be in an update, is uh, Apple Pay built right into messages. So this is person-to-person pay or pay with Apple Cash. So basically you can kind of keep a running balance on your Apple Pay. This one, I mean, it's a shot right across the bow of, pay, of PayPal, right? So... I think they really want to make sure that they get it right. Um, they're saying that it's going to come in iOS 11.1, which is going to be later this fall. 
Well, we have been talking a lot about uh, Apple uh, and the iPhone. Uh, let's give some love back to our Android users. Android tip of the week. Make the most of your Android smartphone. On the line, we've got our good friend Rose Bahar from Mobile Syrup. Thanks for joining us, Rose. Thanks very much for having me. What is your Android tip of the week? Okay, so you know how sometimes when you take mobile pictures, um, it's a beautiful picture, but the weather is just not really cooperating. The sky looks kind of gray and drab. Well, using Google Photos' deep blue feature, you can make it really a nice, deep blue, beautiful setting for any photo. And you can do that by navigating to your photo in the Google Photos app, pressing the pen icon in the middle bottom of the screen, and then pressing the slider buttons icon in the middle bottom of the screen, uh, and expanding the color slider options, scrolling to the bottom using the deep blue slider to boost the vibrancy of the sky, and you'll come out with this really beautiful, uh, sort of sunny, Californian-looking photo. I love it. Who needs reality? Exactly. <laughs> and is this available on all Android phones? Yeah, any, anywhere that has the Google Photos app will have this feature. Very cool. Thanks for joining us today, Rose. Thanks very much. When we come back from the break, still so much more in the world of apps. We're going to be doing our Hot 5. This week it's disaster preparedness apps. You'll really want to stay tuned for that with everything that's going on right now. Of course, we'll also be talking about what's streaming this week on Netflix and Crave TV. There's so many good new TV shows and movies, so you'll want to tune in for that as well. Back after this. You are back with The App Show. Mike and Christine and Graham here today. We still have a lot more to talk about. Don't forget to visit our website, theappshowradio.com. That uh, will get you to our Facebook page as well where you can interact with us. If you've got some ideas for some apps that you'd like to see on the program or hear about on the program, we would love to hear from you. And give us your thoughts on some of the stuff that we talk about as well, as long as you say nice things about me. You can totally criticize Graham and Christina. I'm totally cool with that because they need the help, but I'm, I'm not good with it. Uh, let's go to, uh, my favorite segment of the show. The weekly app hot five. Christina, what do we got this week? This week we're talking about disaster preparedness apps in the face of what's going on, you know, south of the border. Uh, this is an appropriate time to talk about these, I think. Oh my God. There's so many crazy things happening down uh, in the U S and the Caribbean, everything from earthquakes to hurricanes, uh, so very relevant right now. Uh, you know, these types of things uh, can happen anywhere. Uh, what do we have at number five? At number five, we have the first aid app by the Canadian Red Cross. I've uh, I've actually looked at this before. It's very cool. It is very cool. It uh, it walks you through a proper procedure for first aid for common accidents uh, and obviously in an emergency situation that's going to come in handy things like bleeding broken bones burns etc they're all covered here i mean this would just be uh an app that everyone should have no matter what i mean there's so so much great information here that could really help you out uh in in an emergency what are we uh, looking at number four life 360 and what does this one do? This one is a family networking app that lets you let your family know if you're safe. 
So obviously, uh, in a lot of these disasters, family members are going to be wondering what your status is if you happen to be in a zone that's been affected. So this allows you to let them know that you're safe um, just within your own family unit. Sounds cool. Like, how would it be different than uh, Facebook? Uh, they have something similar when uh, a crisis or a disaster happens in a certain area. Well, I mean, I think Facebook is uh, lets you check in as safe and it broadcasts that to everyone. So this one is actually specific uh-huh. to your family. You're connected to your family members, all of the relevant ones, and you can let them know this way without having to broadcast that. We're talking about the Hot 5 Disaster Preparedness apps. That was Life360. What do we got at number three, Christina? We have Gas Buddy. I love this app. I I mean, I use this, uh, not for disasters, uh, but it's a fantastic uh, app where I can go in and see where all the cheap gas is. Uh, I live right uh, next to the uh, U.S. border, so uh, I can actually check, uh, you know, all the gas stations down in Blaine and out in White Rock, uh, which is really cool. But uh, from a disaster standpoint, uh, this is cool too, because it'll actually let you know where all the uh, gas pumps that are open uh, are available. Right. So if you need to get out of the disaster zone quickly, uh, you're going to need gas to get you out of there. And in the case of my 2002 Pontiac Vibe, every time I fill up, it's actually a disaster. So this works out well (laughs) across the board. And this is crowdsourced, isn't it? It it is. Uh, That's kind of the cool thing. So, uh, you know, people actually input, uh, you know, what the gas prices are at these different uh, pumps uh, out there. Uh, And, uh, you know, I guess that keeps it uh, up to date and... uh, Cheap for the app operators <laughs> to keep up uh, as well. What do we got at number two? At number two, we have Zello, which is an app that we talked about very recently, actually, on the show. Yeah, just uh, before the hurricane, uh, the first one hit Florida, Irma. Uh, this was uh, one of the, the top apps in the, uh, the Apple App Store. Yeah, so this turns your phone into a walkie-talkie, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, obviously I, you have to have data. Hopefully the, the cell towers are still working uh, if you're in a disaster zone, but uh, you can actually set up groups of friends uh, or family and use your phone more like a walkie-talkie. So when you hit the button to a certain group, it will broadcast your voice to uh, all of those uh, people. So you can keep in touch a lot more efficiently and uh, a lot faster as well. What do you got for uh, number one this week, Christina? For number one, we have Ice Standard, which is actually a really cool thing to have on your phone just in general. This actually puts uh, some medical information about yourself on your phone's lock screen. So if you have any medical complications that an EMT would need to know in order to treat you in a disaster, these are available right on the lock screen. And they're also color-coded with green, yellow, or red, depending on how severe those complications are so that they don't do anything that might harm you more than help you. Well, this is kind of cool. Uh, You know, some members of my family are allergic to penicillin, so that could actually appear on their iPhone lock screen, for example. Correct. And um, you have an emergency contact to put on there as well, which is great, so that they know who to contact in, in case they need to reach a family member. That was uh, the Hot 5 Disaster Preparedness apps again uh, in order. First Aid at number 5, uh, number 4, Life360, number 3, Gas Buddy, number 2, Zello, that's uh, spelt with a Z or a Z depending where you're from, and uh, number 1, Ice Standard. When we come back from the break, still a lot more apps to talk about. We're going to be... Uh, chatting about what's streaming this week. A lot of great new TV shows and movies uh, are online on Netflix and Crave TV. 
And we'll also be talking about uh, crazy and travel apps of the week, so stay tuned. We'll be back after this. You are back with the App Show. In a moment here, we'll be talking about what's streaming this week on Netflix and places like Crave TV. Right now, though, first, we'll go to Graham and Streaming App of the Week. So this week's Streaming App of the Week is new to iOS users in Canada. It's TV. Nope, seriously, the app is actually called TV. It used to be the video app, but now TV is Apple's all-in-one solution to get you connected to the shows that you want to watch, no matter which streaming app they're on. And I should say both shows and movies. So it is actually still your iTunes library, but it is also this great app that... uh, compiles all this content across a full range of other streaming apps, even if you don't have that app installed. So if you see a show that you want to watch on TV, you just tap the icon. If you don't have the appropriate app installed, your device will ask to install it for you. So I tried this last night with the first episode of Seth MacFarlane's comedy, The Orville, which is a sci-fi comedy Star Trek spoof thing. And it's available in Canada for, uh, for free via streaming with ads on City TV, which I didn't have installed. So one tap, installed the app, started the episode, and I was able to watch it. So TV also uh, is home to your purchased iTunes t- uh, movies and TV shows. It integrates your shows into that main page, so you can even choose from things that you've already purchased. So TV is available for iPhone, iPad, and Apple TV with iOS and TVOS 11. Let's uh, find out what's streaming on uh, all the major streaming services. Streaming this week. Christina, let's uh, chat about uh, Netflix. What do we uh, have going on there this week? Disney's Beauty and the Beast. You must leave here. This castle is alive. This castle is alive, and there's a monster in it. So this is the uh, the live action version of the Disney cartoon classic. I thought this was fantastic. I went to go see this in the theater, and you have uh, Ewan McGregor, a you know brash Scotsman playing a French candelabra, which I thought was brilliant. <laughs> and uh, you have Hermione Granger as Belle. Like, how can we how can how can we go wrong with this? It was it was really quite wonderful. Let's move on to the next one. What do we got, Christina? Breakfast at Tiffany's. Won't you join me? Yes, join Audrey Hepburn as you've never seen her before, kicking over the traces and bringing to life Truman Capote's Breakfast at Tiffany's. This is uh, definitely uh, a classic. I I haven't seen this one uh, in a long time. I I think this is one of your favorites, though, isn't it, Christina? Yes, this is definitely up there for me. Audrey Hepburn at her finest here. What do we have next? We have the Deer Hunter. Deer hunting tonight? Or not tonight? I'm getting married tonight. The guys are going deer hunting. Robert De Niro is the deer hunter. I have to say, say, when I'm uh, trying to find these uh, these trailer videos for some of these older movies, it just, it reminds me of how bad the movie, uh, movie trailers were back in the 70s and 80s. When did that switch over? When did we start going to trailers that were actually worthwhile watching? I think the 90s, the late 90s, they started, I mean, they were like almost like movie quality uh, as far as, uh, you know, how they how they were. But uh, anyway, Deer Hunter, uh, a classic, uh, Christopher Walken, uh, obviously Robert De Niro as well and available on uh, Netflix. The next one uh, is one of my favorites, Christina. Fuller House. This is just a new season. Okay, it's that not, reboot. It's not my favorite, but some people love Full House. That's crazy. I wound up living back in my old bedroom. I moved in here when I was five. Now here we are again. It's the circle of life. Oh, look, and there's Simba. <laughs> I, you know, I never really watched this uh, show, but uh, obviously very popular. Uh, what was his name? Ted Saget? 
Bob Saget. Bob Saget. Saget. See, that's how well I I know this uh, show. Uh, Series uh, that was on for many seasons, and uh, now Netflix has seen it in their wisdom to uh, bring it back. You know what? I loved this when I was a kid, and I tried to watch one episode of the reboot, and you know what? It's not not as good as I remember it being. It's it's not holding up. <laughs> no, not quite. But if you are uh, a fan of Full House, Fuller House available on Netflix, and uh, finally on Netflix, Christina, Toast of London seasons one, two, and three. I'm meeting John Ham. I've literally never heard of him. Probably one of the best actors in the world. Surprised you've literally never heard of him. He's fabulous, sexy, and terrifically good-looking. Graham, uh, this is one of my favorite shows right now. British series uh, with Matt Berry. If you've seen the uh, IT crowd, uh, he's one of the characters on there. He was in The Mighty Boosh, uh, if you're uh, into comedy as well. This this series uh, is hilarious. They've got three seasons and finally available on, on Netflix. The, the little bits that I've seen of it so far, I think this actually has to go on my, my to-watch list. I love Matt Berry. I thought he was great in the IT crowd. So this is on my list. This is too funny for you, uh, Christina. So let's move on to the uh, the, the next uh, ones on Crave TV. We have Blade Runner. Oh my God, I love this movie. I need you, Dex. I need the old Blade Runner. Blade Runner, uh, back in 81, starring Harrison Ford, Rutger Hauer, uh, Sean Young. This this movie changed my life back then. This was probably one of the, the best sci-fi movies uh, at that time. I mean, Star Wars had just come out a few years earlier, but this really kind of set the tone uh, for a whole new look of uh, sci-fi, sci-fi films going forward. I absolutely love Rutger Hauer in this. I mean, there's just something about his intensity. And that, that last monologue that he delivers, Tears in the Rain, it's just, you, if you haven't seen it, you've got to see it. And if you've seen it before, you've got to see it again. They uh, do have a remake coming out, not a remake, a, a sequel, Blade Runner 2049, coming out in, I believe, October here. And uh, Christina, you will love it because uh, it's got Ryan Gosling in it. Oh, okay. I like the sounds of that. And Jared Leto. But believe it or not, there is a short film out already called Blade Runner 2036 that shows what happens in between the first one and the sequel. So go check that out. Also on Crave TV, Christina. Star Trek Discovery. All life is born from chaos. The world doesn't always adhere to logic. Okay, I've been uh, I've been waiting for this one for a while. Uh, Graham, I'm a big Star Trek fan. This is the latest Star Trek series. Uh, CBS is putting it out. Uh, and they're they're streaming it first. Yeah, so this takes place 10 years before the original series. So this is pre-Kirk, pre-Spock, after Enterprise, but uh, a brand new story starring a different starship, different crew, um, and you've got uh, some really great uh, character actors and some really great actors in there that I just, I'm dying to see these stories come to life. I've seen, uh, you know, a few of the trailers now, and the special effects look uh, amazing. I've been waiting years uh, for a new Star Trek series. Yeah, they've actually done something very cool with the the Klingons here. We've seen the sort of the warlike uh, aspect of the Klingons in the past, but they're taking a more uh, refined aesthetic towards some Klingon houses here. So there's a whole subculture there that I've been looking at for my entire life and going, wow, here's a new look at it. I'm, I'm so stoked. Christina, I know you speak Klingon as well. It got really nerdy in here all of a sudden. <laughs> Kapla! 
But, you know, it, it's interesting. You know, we're talking about some of these series. Uh, Star Trek Discovery uh, meant to stream first. We're seeing a, a shift in how people are watching TV now. No longer are series being broadcast on television first. Uh, they're going online and to the streaming uh, services. So CBC or CBS All Access, uh, they have their own app now as well that you can uh, download and pay a subscription fee to. Yeah. And so here in Canada, I believe it's going to be on Crave. Yes. But uh, and I guess I, they're, they're... I heard that CBS, uh, the, the app would be available in Canada too. I would have to check into that. Yeah. I mean, at this point, the, the biggest problem for me is having to wait for it weekly. I really wish they would have taken the Netflix model and done the all-in-one. So you can binge watch. Yes. You know, take it all in and then take it all in again and again and again and again. And you know. Have you seen those studies saying that binge watching is really bad for you? No, I'm too busy binge watching things. <laughs> <laughs> Was I unclear about that? <laughs> okay, let's uh, head over to Crazy App of the Week. And uh, this one goes out to the paranormal lovers out there. Ghost Sensor. Graham? Ghost Sensor. You're into so, ghosts. So, um, I mean, I'm a huge fan of the original Ghostbusters, and uh, <laughs> I, I always wanted a PK meter, right? That was the the gadget that Egon pulls out that has little antennas that let you know that there are ghosts nearby. And so this app, uh, filed under entertainment, let's be honest, uh, purports to be able to find ghosts in uh, places of other paranormal activity with EM4. So it's they're saying that this algorithm is stable and you can point it toward things and uh, it will let you know whether or not a ghost is there. Can you tell us what exactly it is in your phone that's helping sense that paranormal activity? Okay. Absolutely. I'm, I'm intrigued. So so next to the flux capacitor, you'll find <laughs> that there is the gigawatt generator and it's actually powered by the spirit of Patrick Swayze. Um, so <laughs> okay, I'm going to give you the real answer. Absolutely nothing. Absolutely. <laughs> Do you know how many ghost sensors there are in the app store? Like I was blown away. I, I, I came across one. And I thought, hey, this is kind of an interesting, crazy app for the week. So I, I researched, you know, oh, what are, their, what are the best-in-class ghost sensor apps? <laughs> and there are so many, and they are all crazy. So is there a best-in-class? That's up for you to decide. <laughs> this week, we're covering ghost sensor, so <laughs> check it out. I think it's free to download, so you don't have much, much to lose. <laughs> when we come back from the break, it's Travel App of the Week with Christina. Stay tuned. You're back with the app show. A little bit of time left to cover travel app of the week. Christina, what do you have for us? I have Hopper, which a lot of people already know as a travel app. It helps you uh, determine what the best times to fly are based on prices. Um, but this app has actually had a new feature added to it called FlexWatch, which actually takes into account your preferences and how flexible your travel schedule is to suggest places where you might want to go and deals that you might want to take advantage of. Very cool. Uh, something I actually use a lot and it's saved me uh, hundreds of dollars. So again, Hopper and they've got the new FlexWatch feature as well. That's all the time we have left. I want to thank my co-hosts and producers, Graham Williams and Christina Stoyanova. I'm Mike Agarbo for The App Show. We will see you again next time. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, TuneIn, Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.